You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Hello and welcome to another episode of The People's Wrestling Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Ali Bunker, and I'm joined this week by Aiden Bunker. Aiden, well, I've been waiting on bated breath for this. How are you? I'm old. Old? Yeah. Why? There's a new face app. There's a new face app thing that seems to be taking the world by storm. You're old, old AF. You're not, you're not actually old, though. In fact, I take offence at you calling yourself old, because what does that make us? And by us, I mean me and Matt Bumby. Matt Bumby, how are you? I am very good. Matt Bumby and I. Well, well yes, all right, jeez. Fucking hell. Fuck off. <laughs> um, but anyway, how are you? Oh, yeah. there go. That's what we were waiting for. That's what that's that's what gets the money in, you know, from the sponsors. That's your gimmick. Stick to your gimmick. Ah, yes, good to know. One of these days, I'll branch One out. One of these days, we'll get over. Yeah, but I thought you like you got a new job. From that day, you might be good or like really good. I'm yet to start it yet, so I don't know. <laughs> might, might be, be the sh- worst decision might of my be life. Shit, yeah. Um, I can't even remember whether you were good at WrestleMania. No, I don't I think don't he know was. <laughs> Probably didn't. Missed, missed the boat there, didn't we? You've been, to be fair, WrestleMania, most of the time, you were very good because you were a bit drunk. <laughs> most of the time. At, at WrestleMania. WrestleMania itself. I mean, the event. The day off. You, you were drunk, I was cold. That's how <laughs> WrestleMania went. And I was somewhere in the middle. I was pretty cold and also slightly drunk. It's <laughs> <laughs> a happy medium. In fact, I would go as far as saying I was bloody cold, but whatever. I was also very cold. You were the very cold. Didn't the help. drinks Well, they, you stopped drinking and they wore off. So, um, I can't believe how fucking cold it was, man. So cold. So I even so had a jacket. I, I wasn't as reckless as Matt. <laughs> it came in shorts. <laughs> I don't get cold halfway through the pre-show. You know, I'm just going to check if they've got any hoodies. <laughs> yeah, well, just checking. Just checking. Just, just for <laughs> reference. Just want to see what they did <laughs> uh, I'll never, for, I'll never forget the exasperation on Matt's face when he realised that there was a two o five live after the SmackDown. <laughs> 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 Nothing against two o five live, but it was a long weekend. Because <laughs> not only did Matt have so little, so little interest in SmackDown, the only thing that possibly could have saved it was how they announced that we were getting Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. <laughs> In the main event, which then ha- so happened to not be SmackDown, but after SmackDown, so we we're like, all right, now we'll get this match. And then two o five happened, <laughs> and there was a great cruiserweight title match going on that me and Ali were watching. <laughs> Matt could not have looked any less interested. You know what? I watched it back, and it was a really good match. <laughs> yeah. At the time, I was like, "This is shit." <laughs> I never. Yeah, it just felt like it felt like there was a like teenage drop just about to happen. <laughs> just want to go home. I just want to dance to Burnley. I've never done that on a podcast before. Anyway, right, moving on. So, Sunday was Extreme Rules. Was it, though? Less emphasis on the extreme, more emphasis yeah. on the rules. On the rules. <laughs> it was regular rules show. <laughs> well, I mean, there was, a bit, there was a bit of hardcore stuff in there. Just how I like my things, I watch. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, okay, we'll, we'll run down the card because... Ignite hardcore. We, I want to get into um, some of the matches and also the fallout from Raw, well, 
on Raw and then from Raw and SmackDown as well. Um, I didn't watch the pre-show this time. Usually I do, um, not live or before, but just at some point. But I haven't watched it. I've not watched either. But I, I hear that Shinsuke versus Finn was a decent match. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched it either, but it sounds like it, it was... Right. But we got a new a new IC champion. Mm-hmm. Um, on he murked him again. Yeah, well, as far as I'm aware, he did. I didn't see it, but <laughs> disappointing that this is on the pre-show or a sign that maybe they were trying to elevate the pre-show. What do you think? I'm disappointed it's on the pre-show. The IC title should not be on the pre-show. An IC title change. Especially, I don't think it should be on the pre-show. Mm. I just think if you look at the calibre of the two guys in the match, there's a title on the line and then there was a title change. That's like a recipe for a main card match, right? But I guess the feud leading into it wasn't particularly hot. I mean, we might, people like us might hold them in you know, as a high calibre performers, but I don't see any reason why um, mainstream fans who pay less attention would because they don't get booked like that. Well, I guess so. Well, Finn Balor kind of does, but... Not so much right now. Yeah, you won the title. <laughs> um, we also had a cruiserweight championship match between Drew Gulak and Tony Nice. Drew Gulak retained. So that was interesting. I think we all expected that. Also, I should go point out that the Shinsuke versus Finn match we didn't know was happening until no. pretty much an hour before. And neither did we know about Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. And Dolph Ziggler. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that one. So we didn't get to predict those. Um, but we did predict the Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak versus Tony Nese won. I think we all went with Drew Gulak and we kind of expected that he would win, right? Yeah. But we were all correct. Um, what did surprise me was the, the the first match on the main card. All right. The the Undertaker and Roman Reigns defeated Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre in a no-holds-barred match. Going out on a limb and saying this is the Undertaker's best match since... 2000 and... 12? 13? No, 2013. CM Punk, WrestleMania? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had some decent ones against Brock in the summer of 2015. But nothing as entertaining as this. This just felt like a good show, you know? Like, he moved really well. Still looked old as fuck. But, you know, like... he's just got that face up. (laughs) Permanently, All the time. Um, He moved really well. So much better than what he looked like against Goldberg, and I think probably testament. This is testament to the people he was in the ring with. Changed up his vest. Changed up his vest, which I thought just looked a bit weird. But did that make him look older or younger? I don't know. It just looked weird. Yeah, it did look kind of weird. Because it's it's more of a. It comes down a lot lower. Than it took me a little it? while as well. I was so like, something's took different. Took jacket off, and I was like, there's some something looks wrong. Yeah, it was a bit strange. It didn't look. I didn't. It didn't look right. But whatever. He's covering up his saggy man boobs now. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's why he covered them up a little bit. Um, Maybe we should stop wearing skin-tight lycra. <laughs> well, what else are you going to wear? A t-shirt? Go back to Biker Taker. Not that I ever like that. Do what Sting, Sting does and just wear a t-shirt. Sting <laughs> doesn't wear a t-shirt to wrestle. Yeah, well, I see whatever I see him, he's wearing his gear, he's always wearing a fucking t-shirt. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I thought this was a really entertaining match. What did you I guys enjoyed think? It. Yeah, I mean, this I is, did enjoy it. This is the exact kind of role I see Taker in. Putting like enough of these dream matches against people his age or older that turn into nightmare matches. Put him in tag matches and not against people who are also of his age, like TX and Kane, 
um, but put him in tag <laughs> matches. I thought you said T-Rex then. <laughs> T-Rex and K. Um, put him in tag matches and put him with some top younger guys. Top guys. Yeah, I mean, so, as I was going to say, a testament, I think, to the people in the match with The Undertaker. To be fair, I said people not his age. Shane. He's still younger than The Undertaker quite by a few years. Um, but, yeah, I mean, testament to Roman and to Drew, who, and Shane, actually. Yeah, Shane gets a very bad rap, but I thought he performed excellently in this match. In his matches, Shane always does... Like he always puts in a good performance and always does what he needs to do and, and always sells quite well. I mean, do we need to necessarily see the table bump and the ghost to ghost in every I'm gonna single put it match? He is, he is dying in the ring. You was, so he's he dying. Is, he, he is dying in the ring. He's, he'll go to the point where he'll just do something too extreme. <laughs> well, so the man's like 47... Maybe yeah, 46. There's no need to jump He's from doing, rope to rope. Doing, Nobody just, needs to see it. Just a drop kick off the top rope is enough. Like to, you know, to, He's 49. 49? Yeah. Jesus, the man's nearly 50 years old. He'll be 50 in January. Oh, wow. He's older than I thought. Um, can't believe how unfit he is, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the man's nearly 50 years old and he's doing a drop kick across the other side of the ring. He's taking a back bump. From the top rope. Self-inflicted. Not even... And he's taking a side bump on that table. On, yeah, onto a table. Like, Jesus, man. He doesn't look like he's slowed down at all, either. No. He still can do all the same things he did. Like, he just, he's been doing shooting star presses in the, oh, yeah. in the recent years. At a Royal Rumble, he did a shooting star, didn't he? Yeah, so... um. I think he did it at WrestleMania as well. Maybe. Can't remember. I know he wouldn't have done, because he was healed by then. Um... But yeah, like he doesn't look any slower. His punches are shit. Just get rid of them. Um, <laughs> get in a bin. But yeah, it doesn't look any different than he did in 1999. Just as sweaty. I never used to notice it until it, his return. <laughs> well, you can see it when he when he I was think looking back at his old matches. Yeah, now, his hair was always like Pre- soaked. Previously, I would have never noticed. I think it's just more obvious now. Yeah, what I think it is. Yeah, he just gets a bit more red. Yeah. Um, but so does the other Twitter, which will get criticised. Yeah, I know, man. Jeez. Um, but yeah, the Undertaker and Roman Reigns were victorious. Right decision, do we think? Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't see the Undertaker coming back for a loss. Um, one point I would like to make about this, and I've been keeping this up in the, the old memory bank so that we could, I could talk about it. The camera shot. Drew McIntyre. Yes, yeah, so the Undertaker. Doing, I think he was doing the cutthroat thing. Yeah. And then Drew McIntyre, like, rising from below the camera, like, behind him, ready to do the Claymore. I thought that was really good camera work. And what's also really good camera work is you see him run to do the Claymore and then literally out of nowhere comes Roman Reigns. Yeah. I, did, I don't I, see Roman in the corner to kind of ruin the surprise. And I think we're so used to seeing Undertaker matches now that are full of mistakes and errors not necessarily his but other people's sometimes his but this match felt like it just went pretty much without hitch and then the that end part was almost perfectly executed the only bit was i think he went to lift shane up for the tombstone and it didn't quite work he went to lift shane up but shane kind of jumped into him yeah so undertaker like couldn't hold on to it yeah. Shane launched himself at him. Yeah. That's kind of awkward. Yeah, the way Shane's taking people's finishes at the yeah. moment seems to be a bit strange. Um, 
But yeah, so there was that was about it. But that that whole ending sequence with the the camera shot and then the spear, to be perfect, fair, perfectly it's executed. Like, you're not. You might. You would try and go dead weight if Undertaker's <laughs> going to try to pick you up from Tombstone. Exactly. So you know what's coming. Might make sense, really. Yeah. Um, he was just so sweaty that he slipped. Maybe. Out of his hand. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but perfectly executed, um, and I thought this match was really good fun. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised to see it go on. See it go on first. I can see why. Um, but with the ending, yeah, I can see why. I thought if we didn't get the ending to the night that we would get, that we did get, then this would have been last. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I just think maybe they like to start the pay per view hot, and they start with Shane. He gets the heat, and then get the Undertaker obviously out. Who gets the cheers? You know. But um, good match, good match. I thought. Um, you know, the match started seven, sixteen minutes into the show. Yeah, it was quite a long time, wasn't it? Um, but that's what you get with an Undertaker entrance, right? <laughs> well, it was the pre-match promo. Well, there was the pre-show promo, and then it came to them and showed them walking backstage, and they did the pre-match video package, and mm. then all the entrances. Roman doesn't particularly run down to the ramp. Does no, he walks so. really slowly, doesn't he? So yeah, by the time it started, because my thing restarted about midway through the match I was like right let me stick it to about I stuck it at 14 minutes Undertaker was still on his way to the ring <laughs> um, next match up then another good match I thought the Raw Tag Team Championships were on the line the Revival beat the Usos was it clean? I think it was pretty much clean wasn't it? Yeah, it, was clean. it was clean they beat the Usos clean mm. decent match mm. I mean a lot of people had this maybe pegged for match of the night I think maybe it fell a little bit short of that I don't think this is the uh, be-all end-all for this feud. Yeah, I think this... No one... Anyone who went out second would have felt a bit flat. Yeah, a little bit. So, someone had to do it. So, might as well stick some good tag team wrestling on. Yeah, I think so. Two tag team matches in a row. Um, Matt, did you enjoy the match? Sorry, what was that? Did you enjoy the match? What, the Usos? Yeah, I thought it could have gone a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but they're definitely not finished. Well, I hope they're not finished with a few, because I think they can go a long way, this feud. Yeah, I think... I'm not a massive fan on the feud, the stuff outside of the ring that goes on between these two teams. As soon as they get in the ring, I'm interested. So just, you know, let them put on a great match at SummerSlam. Well, to be fair, there hasn't been a lot. Lately, well, they're not outside lately, the ring. They did the shitty like, but that, that was even back and before they were champs. And yeah. I mean, I think what happened on Raw this week was quite fun. Um, Can't remember what happened. I know they had, they had a man. the sixth man <laughs> with Ricochet, Ricochet, and then um, Robert Roode for some reason. The big fight after the match, mm. and um, everyone was flying around all over the place, and the club got involved, and it was all just fun. Everyone was hitting the finishers and stuff. It was good stuff. And AJ hit that phenomenal forearm on Ricochet, which turned him inside turned out. Turned him inside out. I've never seen someone do that to the phenomenal forearm before. It was great. Um, but yeah, Revival retained. Probably the right decision. Ricochet I mean, even sells athletically. I know. Can't resist doing a flip. Um, I thought probably the right result. I don't think there's any reason to take the titles off the Revival right now. I think the, the tag team division could really do with a, a fairly lengthy title reign, but with just lots of title defences, because... What we got before with Zack Ryder and um, Kurt Hawkins was one title defence, which was unsuccessful. <laughs> it was not good. Yeah, 
I mean, as long as, <coughs> as long as they're just appearing regularly and you remember that Raw has tag team champions, that's, yeah. that's the minimum that I ask for, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, good good state for currently the Raw tag team, well, those two tag teams anyway, but the Raw tag team division to be in. Um, I mean, you still got War Raiders. Yeah. you got the club. Club. you got the old Usos. Uh, you got the... Um, Definitely missing a babyface tag team that's not Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Who am I missing? I can't remember. But that I don't know. Kind of brings me on to what Lucha I was house pie. What, no, what I was gonna say um, about um, I think last week we mentioned that now that Ricochet's in like a one on three situation, he could be like um, calling on some friends or whatever. But we couldn't really think of who it is that he could have as friends. Yeah. And then I saw him in the match with the Usos, and I was like, oh, this actually makes loads of sense. Well, it does make sense. Um, what I'm thinking, they might maybe go into something with the Street Profits. Yeah, I mean, this whole Street Profits thing is weird because they they seem to have brought them up with no intention yeah. of doing anything well, with them, other than being like narrators throughout the night yeah just talking about what's happened it's like are your stories that unclear and kind of convoluted at the moment that you need someone literally just to tell us <laughs> <in your> face? <laughs> to explain what's going on um but yeah no, i mean i've seen lots of social media activity and i'm assuming these guys are good friends in real life but like lots of social media activity about like between street profits and ricochet and then commenting on the clips of his chronicles um show to watch that. I, I haven't watch. seen it either actually i'm quite surprised they've done one on ricochet already to be fair, but yeah, interesting story, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, a lot of the Chronicles lately as well, they've knocked up in like three weeks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, don't surprise me. They're all good though. But I think um, Ricochet and Street Profits versus AJ and the club, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested in that. Yeah, but well, I don't I think... Them, I, don't I think can see them being brought up full-time after TakeOver, if I want to be honest. Yeah, probably. It's kind of what happened to Ricochet and Alistair Black. They brought them up for some reason early before WrestleMania and then brought them up permanently after. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know if AJ and the club want the smoke. I still don't know what that means, if I'm honest. You don't need to know what it means, you're not cool enough. Brilliant. Well, if that's cool, then I don't want to be cool. Well, I don't get either. Exactly. What's smoke, Aiden? Other than actual, literal smoke. In which case, I still don't understand. It just means they, we want the smoke, means we want a bit of the action, you know. Why is it called smoke then? I don't know. Just call it action. Because the action's hot. It's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And there ain't no smoke without fire. And it's not going to be like, we want the steam. I think that would be cool. fucking stupid. It is stupid. People these days. Yeah, I mean, if they wanted narrators, I don't know why they would use the NXT Tag Team Champions. They'd just use Morgan Freeman. That's what they should do. Yeah, I'm sure he's at the performance center. Really. Or David Ambrose. Or Stephen Fry. I thought you were going to say Hawking then. <laughs> no. You're possibly one of the worst narrators. No, I, I know he's dead. But anyway, moving on. Somebody who's not dead, but rises from the dead, is Alistair Black. He may well have been dead for the last six months because we haven't bloody seen him. Six um, months. Well, uh, three months. But um, yeah, he's seen him every week for the last two months. Could have filmed it all in one. No, you could see his hair growing. That's true, yeah. Touche. Toupee. Not toupee. <laughs> Alistair Black had his first match since WrestleMania, on TV anyway, um, against Cesaro, who was the one that knocked. 
Um, I think this was a really good match to just sort of reintroduce him. I'm still unclear on his heel face status. He's a face. Is he, though? Cesaro's a heel, so he's a face. Yeah, but he doesn't wrestle like a face. Yeah, I'm very unclear of who he does. No, he does backflips and shit. Well, yeah, that's true. He doesn't um, need, like, he's a cool guy. He's a cool in-betweener, not like Will and Jay. Um, but he... I, I, I liked the match. Um, I like the choice of Cesaro. I don't have a problem with Cesaro losing because I feel like he came out of it still looking pretty strong. Um, because of the match is so good. Um, and yeah, I wanted to see more when it had ended. When it had ended. And so they probably gave you it. <laughs> and then they did, yeah. Um, I think Cesaro is playing the uh, Cassius Ono role here. Of uh, I know Alistair Black's not new into WWE, but or at least the main roster. But it's like an intro. You beat this guy, then you beat. You go up against someone established. You don't just run over No Way Jose. Exactly. Although I wish someone would run over No Way Jose. Yeah. Bloody conga line. Um, Anyway, yeah, Cesaro took the L. That's another thing that young kids say now, isn't it? Yep. On that one. So, we'll see where that goes. I think we'll probably see the end of that feud, if I'm honest, now that Dave wrestled twice. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, that's all i got to say about that. <laughs> that's all i got to say about that. The SmackDown Women's Championship was on the line. Bailey against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in the handicap match. Do you know what? Again, I'm really... Go on, say it. Go on. Say go on. I was, I was really pleasantly surprised by this match. Oh, see, I hated it. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> I usually hate handicap matches. In fact, I do hate handicap matches as a rule um, because I just think they just don't work. But I thought this one did all right. More like handy crap matches. Hey. I'm here all week, literally. Um, <laughs> Nothing else to do. I thought it was all right. I didn't really think much of it, to be fair. Um, I'm just I, Something about Bailey I just can't get on board with. No? I've tried over the years, and she's always been... Four from my four horsewomen list. Well, yeah. And I just, I don't know what it is. I just can't. Even below Sasha. Of course. I just can't. But she's not fourth with. in Matt's list. Only because of Bolan Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, I'd probably agree with that. I mean, I like Bailey. I think she's great. I think she's. She's obviously really nice. We've met her. She's yeah, lovely. I mean, as a person, she's um, fine. It's just something about her character. I like. I mean, I, I can appreciate that she's a bit less of a baby these days, um, but I don't see any reason for for the feud with Alexa. I don't see any reason to dislike Alexa and cheer Bailey. Well, she, Alexa was telling lies about Bailey. Far as we're aware. I mean. It wasn't like. And it does seem like Alexa's manipulating Nikki Cross. But does it though? Because it they can't they've nothing happened after the match. After Nikki was the one who took the pin mm. on Monday, they were coming to the ring. They were hugging. They were smiling. Everything was fine. Nikki mm. was in Alexa's corner. Everything was fine. Um, so I don't know if it necessarily does. Like the only people who are telling you that she's manipulating her are the commentators. But and all the other. Women superstars. There's no evidence, though. I guess so. Yeah, I guess you're right. 
But I'm sure if, if we got soon. if we got kind of little things where they, they would talk backstage and then Nikki would walk off and then Alexa might pull a face or something like that, then yeah, you might I might feel a bit differently. But just throughout pretty much the entire feud, especially with the way that Bailey would talk talk to like Nikki especially, just for I I don't I'm I'm not with you on this one. I'm I'm with I'm with Nake. 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 Alexa Blass. <laughs> the Americans are so confused. <laughs> it's like, who's Alexa Blass? To the point where when she did the moment of bliss, she had to be like, I'm going to speak really clearly <laughs> for you now. <laughs> yeah. I bet they told her to do that as well. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, no, you may, I didn't hate this match, which is often how I feel about handicap matches. So um, kudos to the three women involved. Bailey retained, I think. I think I chose Bailey to retain. You two chose Bailey, I chose Alexa. I was so tempted to choose one of uh, Alexa or Nikki or and Nikki though, but I didn't. So I'm glad I didn't. But um, yes, you took the other on that one. Uh, as you do so often now in predictions. What are you on about? <laughs> I don't think I've not tied or won the predictions for a long time. I don't know about that. That doesn't mean that I always lose. I think you do. Whenever Matt loses, he tends to lose like... That's spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> you get like one. Um, moving on then. Broad Strowman defeated Bobby Lashley in the last man standing match. I'm going to say it again. You know what? Pleasantly surprised. Do you know what? Brilliant match. Till the end. was a bit strange. I don't know how the referee can uh, do a account when he can't see that either of the people are on their feet or not. Especially when he was I just, in... It's so, like, gimmicky at the end, though. It was horrible. Especially when he was in a vantage point where he could see them both lying down and, and then left escaped to that down, yeah. to go down to the ground. What was the point of that? As soon as they did that, though, and I saw him standing in front of that wall, I was like, oh, Braun's coming through that yeah. wall. <laughs> what was that thing? Why was that there? Just a little party. That, that's what I mean. It was just a load of bollocks. Because <laughs> like, it looked like, oh, my God. And then when they showed the replay and you saw what it actually was, it was like... They just landed on some really soft, foamy things. <laughs> I mean, from and they only dropped about six foot. That's further than that. I don't know. You don't know that. More like ten feet. But to be fair, it's very easy. He did a, a I say run. He did a power slam off the, the ledge, and to be it's fair, something you've never seen before. Really easy to over rotate on that from that height as well. So. Um, well performed, I thought. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. The, the the thing where they when they made initial contact though was probably only about two foot lower than where his feet were. Okay. So it's not well, like it was. It's not like if he did it from say top rope to the mat. Yeah. Um, it was probably even shorter than that. So uh, I mean, it's still impressive. I mean, I'd, I'd never seen it before. Mm. Um, got good reaction. Um, Bobby Lashley looked pretty beastly throughout. And I was the one who actually got this one right, and you two didn't. Well, I just thought, with all the news we're hearing about Strowman and his potential like absence due to injuries coming up, and Bobby Lashley, the way he'd been booked by just mowing down Rey Mysterio all of a sudden a couple of weeks ago, um, they kind of thought, well, maybe they should capitalise on some momentum for once and you know, have him beat Strowman somehow, even if he does it by dastardly means, you know? But it's brawn. Braun doesn't lose these matches, does he? No, no. there was no way he was ever going to lose that match. Well, I wish he would have shared that with us before. Um, I literally did on the podcast. 
But, uh, you know, I thought this was a really good match. This is by far Braun's best match in a long time. Bobby Lashley's best match since returning, I thought. Uh, and in general, just a really good um, sort of performance from both men. Long, it went longer than I thought as well. That's what she said. Hey, happy Valentine's but Day. It didn't, feel, it didn't feel like a long match. No, it didn't drag, so that, like, that's good. I, but I think if you, break, if you look back on it now, you think how many different like parts of the arena they were in, like it, from the ring to the, the crowds to the concession stand and the t-shirt stall and uh, back in on the stairs and then finally on that bit with the way he did the slam. Um, they moved around the arena a hell of a lot, so the match would have been quite long. And I just thought, yeah, I thought this was a really impressive match from uh, from both these guys, so well done. And it was quite brutal. It was very hard-hitting. Everything felt solid. The, the suplex that Strowman did up against the, at the merchandise board to Lashley when he came down and landed basically on the back of his head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking how he was going to land there. <laughs> I, just, I, I assumed that he'd just go through, that the thing would fall backwards. And yeah, go it was a wall It was up against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> it got a good reaction as well, actually, to be fair, from the crowd. And I thought the crowd played their part in most of this show quite well um, and regardless of how shit a match might be if you take it out into the hallway and you listen to the crowd it always sounds like the best thing ever because <laughs> everyone's losing their minds yeah so what I guess it's they're from the other blocks right but there's always people out there like when they get out there yeah well I mean people can see they're heading out there as well so you might go oh quick let's go outside I guess so but yeah there'll always be people getting food and all that kind of stuff yeah did, did you notice the um the the plants, yeah, <laughs> yeah, who were up by the end of it, weren't they? Yeah, because so I uh, who all had like longish hair and were quite muscly and wearing WWE merch. Well, because I was texting, um, and all I heard was like, "Oh, poor guy getting in the way" or something like that. So I, I went round it and watched. And I see him like this guy like, "Yeah, stroke like Bobby, you suck, yeah, Bobby, you suck," and then he throws him out of the way, and I was like, oh, "That's a bit weird." And then as he was walking up, I see all of these people who are so enthusiastic, and all wear like wearing the most random merch. Yeah. Like some someone was wearing like um, uh, someone was wearing a, I think a No Way Jose shirt. Who was then? Jesus, um, who would have one of those? Um, and I'm was, a heavy machinery. No, that was, well. it was heavy machinery. Yeah. Like, no one really buys heavy machinery merch. Um, Did you see him get pulled out of the way by the camera? Yeah, well? yeah. That's that's what I was like. Yeah, definitely a plant. He literally got yanked. Um, yeah, I just thought, yeah, these people are a bit too enthusiastic. And they were all, they were all quite in shape. Yeah, in shape. They, and they had young. long, some of them had long hair. But nobody has long hair. <laughs> well, it was women, innit? Yeah, no one has long hair anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, no. Literally, Strowman has long hair. Yeah, but he's a wrestler, that's what I'm saying. Oh. They were wrestlers. Um, but yeah, the match Renee was Young good. has quite long hair. Not as long as it used to be. She doesn't. Byron has shit sideburns. <laughs> out of context, that's yeah, still just, a valid I just wanted point. to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I put out a tweet about Byron the other day. And I think, people, I think people... I think people kind of misinterpreted it. Because I said, is there anything worse than Byron Saxton? And most people responded with other commentators. And I was like, no, I'm not saying are there are <laughs> any commentators. What I'm saying is there literally anything in the world <laughs> worse than Byron Saxton. It's a bit harsh. I mean, I, I appreciated his work throughout the whole Kofi build-up to WrestleMania and stuff, but he's just egregious. <laughs> this is egregious. I don't know, Michael Cole. 
really fucked me off. Uh, extreme rules. Come on, guys. What would you say? Every that? That's just what. That's just his voice. Oh. <laughs> just uh. every entrance, he has to make it like. It's the Undertaker. <laughs> oh fuck off! We know it's the Undertaker. And he didn't. Um, it's the big dog. But he didn't Shut go the down up. the swearing route like we suggested he should. <laughs> it's the motherfucking big dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I thought the last man standing match again. Typically, a match I don't particularly like between two guys who don't tend to put on matches that I do like. Recipe for disaster, right? But it turns out it was good. I liked it. Turns out two wrongs make a right. It does. Exactly. Two wrongs finally did make a right. Um, now, something else that was wrong was my prediction for the tag team title match for the SmackDown tag team titles anyway. Uh, Triple threat between New Day, Daniel Bryan and Rowan and Heavy Machinery. The more this match went on, the more I thought, oh yeah, New Day are winning this. <laughs> and then they did. So, you know, uh, but, good thing. It's like saying, when New Day won it, I was like, yeah, New Day will win in that. Yeah, no, the further the match went, before the end, it just felt like right they were winning. When Xavier Woods was mid-air during the midnight hour, I thought, yeah, New Day will win in that. Yeah, well, well I did too, so fuck you. <laughs> um, firstly, really good match. Secondly, the crowd fucking popped at the end. Yeah, this is what I put out on Twitter, that... If you look at that crowd reaction to them winning the titles, there is no way they're breaking up anytime soon. And for me, that is the right call. I, I want to see them together till I die. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but um, I can see why. But and there's also an argument to be said that if you're going to break something up, you do it at the hottest possible time so that you get the best heat for the person or people who turn. I think, I think they are transitioning towards them breaking up. I'm not so sure. I think we've been in this position a long time. I'm. It, it took me a long time to get over the shield. Um, <laughs> really? So I'm, I'm, Which time? So I'm not ready for the, the original time. No, oh, right. So I'm not ready. What do you mean you're not ready for it? In the fact that I, I, I lack readiness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unprepared. I just love them together so much, and I feel like WWE, if by splitting them up, will have a massive hole that yeah. they will struggle to fill. Could in terms of be why they've brought the street profits. In up. terms of tag teams, in terms of just pure entertainment, in terms of factions, in terms of just humor on the show. Yeah, and well, I mean, who's going to throw the pancake? <laughs> I can give or take the pancake. But um, I see. We, I know. I know what you're saying, and I think SmackDown or Raw without the New Day just seems odd. Like they're so like they are funny. Like I know that a lot of what they do is corny, but they always make it funny with their little ad libs. Um, Say corny or horny? <laughs> bit of both, uh, but corny. Big E especially. <laughs> but uh, they always make it funny with the ad libs, especially Xavier Woods. He's great at those. Big E's funny, just naturally on the mic. Kofi's alright, I guess. <laughs> Don't know what happened there. Kofi's old. I feel old now. Um, but yeah, I, I just can't. I don't know. I, I can't really tell. If they're going to break them up, they should do it now. Do it now! But also, I don't really want them to. So don't. Right, well, that, <laughs> that settles nothing. That's clear as mud, right? 
Um, both sides of the fence. Bunker. I mean, I'm ready for it. Do you know who else I'm is fit. ready for being a champion? AJ Styles. He's now the new 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 United States champion after defeating Ricochet by nefarious means. His ill-gotten gains. United States Championship. Well, he is from Gainesville, Georgia. Gainesville. He gained the championship. Um, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson getting involved. Referee being a dick, basically. Just falling for every trick in the book. Some of these refs, man. They need, uh, to, go to, they need to learn from Kurt Hawkins, who is clearly the best WWE official that they've had in years. Yes, definitely. Um, second only to Lacey Evans, who was fair and impartial and called it all the way down the middle. That's not the ground. Right, Corey Graves. <laughs> uh, but, you know, AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Again, I don't think this is the end. Um, I think there's legs in Ricochet versus AJ. Um, Especially judging on... Yeah, there is. It's four. Week. Brilliant. Um, you're sorry. Especially by judging on Raw this week. There's yeah. no chance has finished. I think so. I think at least till SummerSlam... I was saying last week, how even if Ricochet would lose the title... It looks like he's going into a big feud at SummerSlam. Yeah. Either in a US title rematch or maybe something higher up, but it looks like we're getting that. I think it'll be the US title. I don't think Well, no, I, I mean, yeah, now I, but I'm paraphrasing myself from last week. Yeah. But yeah, so hopefully that, that goes to SummerSlam and maybe they get some kind of stip. I'd love to see a ladder match. That'd be sick. A ladder match, yes, that would be sick. Shook. And I mean, then you could have um, maybe the club try and come out and. Then yeah, maybe the street profits make that kind of official kind of oh, non backstage debut by helping them out and and uh, shit going down. Yeah, I think if we start to see, they will find some smoke finally. I think if we start to see the street profits have any sort of interaction with Gallows and Anderson, then that might be the directions we the direction that we'll head in. Um, although having said that, I think I'd rather do Usos anyway. Yeah, I know. I'm just thinking of if the Usos are tied up with the revival. Um, that's a good point then, yeah. then I don't think you'll see him twice in the night no yeah, that's with two different teams that's a good point unless the revival swipped to, swapped to the Street Profits but you know imagine if Street Profits became Champions the first team Champions. to ever unify the uh, tag team titles that would be cool that would suck I mean they get to come up with their titles didn't happen to the <laughs> War Raiders did it <laughs> they have to give those up. they've kept their names as well <laughs> yeah now they'll, they'll just be called the um, the Sidewalk Biblical characters. They'll be called Crime Time 2. Hey. JTG the second. Um, yes. Speaking of crime, it was a crime that Kevin Owens wasn't going to be on the show, but it turns out he was. For 17 seconds, in a match anyway. Which was not 17 seconds. This go 17 seconds. There's no seconds. way that went 17 seconds. You gave him a stunner and pinned him. Like A, a pin takes four seconds from the get down. No, but I end. mean, he got he got hit or slapped at the beginning, didn't he? Did the bell go sometime before that, did it? I think I think Dolph like, slapped him and that pissed him off, so he stunned him to hell. Then he had some fighting words for Shane McMahon. Um, you can kiss my ass. Yeah, basically, Shane can kiss my ass, but... Nice, straightforward, and to the point. Everyone liked it. Um, pity for Dolph that he's come back. Wiki like, says it was 17 seconds. Yeah. Pity for Dolph who's come back and um, actually, I don't think he's actually won any matches since he's returned. Good. I don't think Dolph has won any matches for about two years. Well, he won some with Drew McIntyre. Nah, Drew McIntyre won them. <laughs> At this point, if you're Dolph Ziggler, you have to question yourself. And I can't go keep, back to the drawing board and I do something better. I can't keep calling myself the best or whatever or the show, oh, stealer. show stealer. 
Um, the only thing he's showing off is his ability to get beaten. Yeah. And I mean... This this week on SmackDown, he had 68 people around the ring around to help him win. And he still didn't. I mean, we never really got an official ending to that. It would have been a DQ, right? Well, that's what you'd assume, but he never announced well, it. I guess Shane didn't actually... He pulled, he, he pulled him out, but he didn't attack him. Yeah, but you, you can't just yank him out of the ring, can you? That's not kosher. <laughs> he, was, he was so sweaty that he slipped. He slipped onto Kevin Owens, tried to pull himself away, but got his arm hooked around his foot and pulled him off the pin by accident. That's what happened. Because then when Kevin ran away, I thought, and like there was just hanging around for a while, I was like, no way they're going to count Kevin out here. Yeah. Because that's the only way that Zolfs Nickler would win. But yeah, just nothing happened. He didn't even pick up that win. Um, someone else who picked up a win, he, Kofi Kingston, defeated Samoa Joe. Didn't even get Matt's opinion on it then, that's fine. That was only 17 seconds. Matt doesn't really like Kevin Owens anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Samoa Joe got jobbed out like a fucker. Yeah, what the fuck is this all about? Did he get jobbed out like it's a fucker? Like, or did he just lose to a strong champion? Like, <sighs> no, but every time they give, like, they go, we're going to, looks like they're going to push Samoa Joe, they go, uh, no, what about that? No, we're not. It just felt like, I mean, a championship match is a push in my. Yeah, I get that. But then when you get to the championship, it felt like there wasn't even much peril for Kofi during this match. Like I think the Kikita clutch got locked on for a few seconds. You know, he got out of it. Like there wasn't. It, there was. It wasn't like Joe almost won this match. They build Samoa Joe up as like this absolute destroyer until he goes up against like Kofi Kingston who he should destroy, and then loses to Trouble in Paradise. Yeah. And it's, again, like, just one as well. I mean, okay, yeah. this is Kofi's finisher, and maybe they're trying to protect it. That finisher wasn't protected for, like, ten years before that. But why should he destroy him? <coughs> who has who he really destroyed outside of Rey Mysterio in his entire main roster run? Well, that's the whole point. He should be. He but was why? in NXT. Yeah, but NXT's the the preschool, <laughs> kindergarten. Especially back when he was in it. Anyway, it was, they wouldn't even acknowledge that it ever existed. Um, What's the interference going on here? Well, biker taker. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he destroyed Rey Mysterio, um, but most of his successes and stuff like that, his, his big moments come from beating up people from behind and putting them to sleep. So, uh, kayfabe. So saying not saying I don't like Samoa Joe because I really like Samoa Joe. I'm saying kayfabe-wise, why should he destroy Kofi Kingston when Kofi Kingston's been running over everybody in his path? Well, that's a good point, I guess. But um, it just feel like we know what Joe can do. We know that he should be a threat. But when he gets there, like, throughout the build-up, he's brilliant. Like, he's great. He's a threat on the mic. He's particularly threatening on the mic. But obviously, he attacks from behind and chokes people out and stuff. And he looks great. As soon as he gets into a match, for the title, in a big match... He loses clean every time without any sort of even... He beat, technically, beat AJ Styles at SummerSlam last year. By disqualification. Still a W. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, it just... just some, whatever they're trying to do with Joe is not working because every single time this happens, and now, I guess you probably don't have the same opinion, but two out of the three of us feel like he's been jobbed out. I mean, it was a bit disappointing how short it was. I feel like it probably suffered... That's what she said. ...in that um, 
we, yeah, we had a 17-minute match, 14-1, and then a 16-1 all back-to-back. Um, so could they have just had a bit of time cut? Who knows? Um, and, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see some Urdu as champ. Um, but... It doesn't sound like you do. Well, I just don't necessarily think kayfabe-wise he deserves it. He literally lost the US Championship and then went straight into a world title match. Yeah, How does that make any sense? That's kind of what you were saying that maybe Ricochet would do. Well, yeah. I was saying I was hoping because it would be cool. But from a kayfabe... It's not cool where Joe does it, then. Which is no. what you pointed out last week. From a kayfabe, a kayfabe perspective, it doesn't make that doesn't sense. That does make any sense, yeah. Um, Kayfabe's dead. So... Yeah, I just think and I mean I don't think it would necessarily would have felt that big if he just beat him on an extreme rules or something I feel like a Samojo title victory should come at a big four pay-per-view and big five if you include money in the bank I mean it's never going to happen it's probably not going to happen I mean Kofi Kingston is the kind of guy that Samojo should be taking it off if like in terms of getting Joe even more over but yeah I don't know I, I wasn't bothered by him not coming out on top Especially no, as I, I mean, predicted, Kofi. I don't. I don't mind Kofi retaining. Like, if Kofi's going to retain, fine. But do it in a way that makes Joe look strong. And that's all I'm saying. I don't think they made Joe look strong in this match. Yeah, and I mean, I, when we were doing the predictions, we, I said that maybe um, they could do the thing that happens to Samoa Joe every time where he <laughs> yeah, gets rolled every up. Every single time. Um, or there's like a, I, I even said yeah, a quick trouble in paradise. One, two, three, get out of there. Um, Rob. I don't know, um, but oh, well. fight another day. <laughs> that petered out a bit, didn't it? Um, Speaking of things that petered out a bit, <laughs> waiting for that. You read my mind. Except it didn't. You know what? I thought. Kudos to Baron Corbin, Lacey Evans, Becky Lynch, and Seth Rollins, and Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, et al. That's, that's everybody involved. Um, this match was again pleasantly surprising for me. I, do you know what I bloody loved Baron Corbin attacking Becky Lynch and then calling Seth Rollins a piece of shit piece of shit <laughs> what are you going to do about it you piece have of shit have we not missed the match what no. have we missed the Smackdown no there was Smackdown have we what? not missed the Smackdown tag team champs no what we did, did we that? talk about that we did that had a whole New Day conversation remember oh Oh, yeah, we did. But I really wanted to have a machinery to win that. Yeah, I kind of wanted them to, but it didn't happen. Yeah, I'd, I'd predict them to. Um, but... I thought it was their time. Sorry. At, at the end of the it match... because we segued it off onto New Day. Yeah. I think at, by the end of that match, I was kind of fully on board with the whole New Day thing because I've, I'd always wanted to see New, all the New Day hold the gold. And I didn't want that to be just for five minutes till then Kofi comes out and loses. So that's true. Um, kind of cool for them. But especially so, on their five, the week of their five-year anniversary. Yeah, I saw that. Do you know what almost ruined it for me? What this match? No, the, the well, well two, the, the two matches, the, the Kofi one and the New Day Tag Team Title one. Uh, I uh, I made the map a schoolboy error of going on Twitter first thing in the morning. Oh. Um, but uh, except I didn't I actually got a notification from Twitter that said so many people have liked Xavier Woods tweet and it says it's crazy what a difference five years makes and, and that just made me feel goals. like oh that's going to be a photo of them with all the titles isn't it <laughs> so maybe yeah, that's sure why was. as the match went on I thought the New Day were going to win because <laughs> I had a yeah, probably. 
Uh, but I didn't see the photo. I just thought that's. I didn't look. At, I didn't click on notification or anything. But I just assumed that's what. Have what you it turned would off be. your WWE app notification? I don't have the app oh, anymore. That's true. I've deleted it because it does not fucking work. So yes, not bitter. You still haven't tweeted that page like I told you to like I, a month ago. Well, I've forgotten what what it's called. I'm sure I could Google it. Uh, the Universal Champion Seth Rollins and Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch defeated Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans, but. Brothers and cashed in and uh, took the title off Rollins. How are we feeling about this? Indifferent. Okay. I will agree that um, I was pleasantly surprised to see Becky get hit with the end of days. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, Did you see that fucking shine? Fair play to Becky. Goose egg on her head from. Well, Lacey dropped a chair on her head. <laughs> she chucked up in the air. <laughs> um, fair play to Becky for taking it. Fair play to WWE for allowing it. Um, it's a safe bump, isn't it? And you know what? Bubba Ray Dudley. I'm going to take a bit of umbrage here with Bubba Ray Dudley. Go on then. Bully Ray to give him his proper name. Because uh, I was listening to his radio show. Um, he, he was talking about how much he loved it he thought it was great but he would have maybe done a bit more he was saying that um, they could have had a bit more fun uh, in the match in that um, there'd be a, a spot where um, uh, like Baron Corbin could be going for like a superplex on Becky <laughs> and um, Seth comes from behind and they do the whole what's up thing the, the Bubba and Devon thing and you could have Becky doing that on Corbin same way how you could have a similar thing where um, Rollins would hoist up um, Lacey on his shoulders and they'd do the Legion of Doom move um, but I thought what made this a lot better was that there was no hint of any kind of Baron Corbin going to beat up Becky Lynch until it happened Yeah, there was no real interaction between the two of them and I mean Everybody's up on arms. Not everybody's up on arms, but he got such a reaction that Baron Corbin did this to Becky Lynch. No one has, no one has once mentioned the fact that Lacey Evans was wailing on Seth Rollins with a kendo stick. That's true. <laughs> if anything, Baron Corbin should have just turned around and smacked Becky with a kendo stick. <laughs> Actually, we did. Fuck it. Uh, but I think it's. But I guess kind of the society we live in, right? It's all right if it's the other way around. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But um, I mean, you know. I, there were so many things about this. Was Baron Corbin's best moment on the main roster, and, and to be fair, it came in a Universal Title match, so it probably should be his best moment. But a lot of people give him so much shit, and we went over this last week. They give Lacey and Baron too much shit when actually I think they're dead as really good heels. Um, I see both sides of the story, but this was a moment I think where people thought, "Oh, that's a great heel move." I felt kind of like Baron Corbin kind of took leadership in this match I think he kind of felt like he maybe had to because of Lacey Evans being on his team I also feel like he had a point to prove yeah I feel like because yeah, everyone's he, been he shitting all over the Seth versus Baron matches and saying oh it's all Baron's fault Baron's terrible but he's not he's not terrible the matches haven't been that bad and I thought this was by far their best match that they've had in this little series that they've had yeah and the rules don't make sense it's an extreme rules tag team match, but the men can only touch the men, and then when the men attack, when the man attacked the woman, nothing, nothing happened. happened. Yeah. So it's more like a guideline rather than a rule. Even, <laughs> don't even bring it up then. Um, and it was weird then because the following night on Raw, 
the two clips they showed, no mention, no clip shown, no mention of the end of days on Becky. And I thought, no way are they just going to sweep this under the rug and never Chris Benoit it and never mention it. <laughs> but then midway throughout the night, Michael Cole eventually mentioned it. And I was like, I thank God for that because I would have been so stupid just to pretend it didn't happen. What made it even better was Corey's reaction. He just went, oh, Baron, that's too far, yeah. man. <laughs> even Corey. Even Corey, yeah. He's a questionable human. Um, so I thought that just that was the, the cherry on top. Um, but going back to the, the Brock title win, uh, Matt, you said you were felt indifferent. How come? Well, it had to come at some point, didn't it? Didn't necessarily have to. Could have failed. Well, yeah, the, the catching has to happen at some point. Could you imagine a story where someone forgets to cash in before the deadline? <laughs> That's what our truth What do you mean about cash in tonight? They just forgot that they've got it. And then Money in the Bank pay-per-view comes around and they're like, fuck, where's that? <laughs> <laughs> left the suitcase at home. Imagine if they did a story where they, that kind of that thing, someone left it so late, didn't have an opportunity to cash in. So they cashed in on the pre-show of Money in the Bank. Would that, that would be cool. I don't know. I think you've got up until the day of the, the next next year's show, so I don't know if... Ooh. You have to check the contract. Yeah, I have to look at that contract. Because that's in that briefcase that definitely exists inside. Um, but yeah, I wonder so, what you get when you actually buy the replica briefcase. Um, more layers of virginity. <laughs> <laughs> there are layers? <laughs> um... So Brock being champion, a lot of people hate it, a lot of people don't mind. A lot less people hated it this time than they did last time. So that's a, that's a positive, right? Yeah. I, I mean, with Heyman being... The one before the, the stroke around here. The he one that runs got the stroke. raw now. <laughs> I think he could probably be there a little bit better. I'd like to imagine now that UFC is off the table that we might see him at least more semi-regularly. Yeah, I think we probably will. Um, I, I, I think we would see him every week in the build-up to SummerSlam at least. I'd, yeah, and I'm, I'm not certain that this run of Lesnar's lasts much longer than SummerSlam if, if it all past SummerSlam. I think the thing I'm most indifferent on is... Seth being the SummerSlam challenger, to be yeah. honest. As Unless much they change it up a little as bit. As much as I like Seth Rollins. Um, if he wins, then yeah, fine, we're back to where we were at WrestleMania. Mm. Um, if he wins, I hope it's clean this time and not the yellow blows and stuff. Yeah. And Who would you have had out of them, the ones that did it on Raw then? Well. Or would you have picked someone else? That was my pro- one of my problems with that match was the contenders in that match um, because I'm trying to find that list of people right but those who weren't in it it was more of the problem right no well it was it was the people who were in it and their recent run of form I think is it was my problem because um, you had guys like Sami Zayn not been around for a while Baron Corbin keeps losing to Seth Rollins. Biggie, yeah, he's doing well, but he's in a tag team, and is he really like top ten? Randy Orton, yeah, top ten, but has he been? He's not been doing much lately. Um, Bobby Lashley literally lost the previous night. Um, 
Cesaro literally lost the previous night. Uh, Fucking Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio lost to Bobby Lashley, <laughs> who was injured when he beat him in yeah. like 10 seconds. Um, who else was in that match? So it's everyone is Roman Reigns. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, I think that was probably it. Um, I was just, I mean, like, could have maybe thrown someone like Miz in there. Um, in terms of all Miz star. had a very important role to play with Dolph Ziggler. Oh, yeah. Um, but in terms of like all star, you could have thrown. Um, I mean, you should just thrown the most informed people in there. I think it's hard though it's when hard you because got... you don't want them to lose if they're on a. You don't want them to lose. You want stuff. the good balance of good guys and bad guys. I mean, like Drew McIntyre was nowhere to be seen. Daniel Bryan. Uh, well, I guess he wasn't informed, but he has been on a roll. Uh, apparently, the plan was to have Daniel Bryan in this match, but he got replaced by Sami Zayn at the last minute. Really? Yeah. Didn't know that. Which would kind of explain why Sami Zayn was in the match yeah, <laughs> as an afterthought. Uh, but even Kevin Owens. I mean, like, you, I suppose they might would have had the Miz TV segment, but yeah, Miz would have made more sense than Sami. Yeah. Well, Kevin Owens would have made more sense because he has been on a roll. Yeah. But then but he'd get, he's getting punished, he's, isn't he? He's doing this whole Shane thing, so. Yeah, and you don't want him to, to lose. Um, in terms of Seth winning that match, firstly, I want to say I enjoyed the concept. That this is such a simple concept, we'll have a match. But usually, what we'd get some sort—I of, don't know—if I can gauntlet match. Well, or... I, I really enjoyed the match, and I think it being it was really only... good, fast-paced. Yeah, battle royal. I think it? it being only ten people is what helped it. Yeah. If it was a twenty-man, then you would have had the lulls, and you would have had lots of advert breaks and just yeah. people lying around, not getting eliminated. Whereas with it being ten, it was just all action for like ten, twelve minutes. Do you know what I think made this match better? The fact that it was after the terrible women's triple <laughs> fatal four-way that we had. Well, elimination four-way that we had. Which, by the way, was not a terrible match. Yeah. It was just a bit long. It was long. It was sloppy. I wouldn't necessarily say it was sloppy. There was just too many rest holds, but because it was so long, yeah, it just was boring. So it seems like they've kind of wavered a little bit on their no wrestling throughout our breaks. Or they actually wrestling, but they're just doing rest holds. Like, well, I'm, I, I mean, could see why a crowd who are having to sit through, you know, five minute long rest holds would shit on the match. But, but I but, felt it was a little bit disrespectful. I mean, all the advert breaks for that match came after eliminations. Did they? Yeah. Okay. And we also got a two out of three falls match, six man at the start of the night. For fuck's sake. And I mean, they, don't even, they don't even tell us now. Yeah, and if the first fall was in three minutes, yeah. then what's the point of it being two? If you can beat someone in three minutes, yeah. why don't you just do it all the time? Um, and also, once that happens, you know what? Like, it's going 2-1 rather than 2-0. I mean, the New Day won 2-0 the other week. Kofi Kingston won 2-0 twice yeah, did, in a row. Did it happen? There was a really quick first fall. Don't know, probably. Did you know, um, I saw a stat when it happened at the time, about a month ago, whenever it was, that um, only one person had previously ever won two two out of three falls matches by the score of 2-0. And that was somebody back in like the 70s oh, that right. I've never even heard of. And Kofi won two in two nights. Well, well done, Kofi. Yeah. It's almost like he was booked through there. He loves the spot. Um, but yeah, so Matt, what did you make of Seth winning this match? Firstly, what did you make of the match itself? I thought it was good. I, thought I really enjoyed it only being 10 people. It was fast-paced. It was... I, I think Seth, out of all of them, would, out of all of them, was the right choice. Yeah, I mean... I, 
there was a couple of things that went through my mind. I thought maybe, like, if we rewind a year back from where we are now, Roman won the Universal title at SummerSlam, and, you know, they would have headed down a path with him being champion, and that got derailed. So part of me felt like, okay, are they just going to hit the reset button here, have Roman win the match, challenge Brock, beat him, and then we'll get what we were supposed to get last year. But the landscape's changed slightly, so that would that would probably still work, but it would be different. Um, but I wasn't against that, and I thought Roman would have been a good option, although I think the crowd would have hated it. I think the crowd would have hated well, it. Well, I think the, maybe the internet crowd would have hated it. I think they'll... That you'd get cries of, oh, I've seen this shit before, Roman versus Brock again. Not, I'm cancelling my network subscription. I'm never watching SummerSlam. I'm never watching WWE again. Much like you get that with uh, any match that has Baron Corbin in it or has Shane Man on TV for more than two seconds. WWE have got to be careful how they book this match. They can't do it the same as they, WrestleMania. Yeah, they can't do it the same as WrestleMania. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I want a, um, I want a full-on match. I want a. I wouldn't be against having some sort of stipulation, if I'm honest. I, I want a kind of Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan Brock match, an AJ Brock match. I want a full-on competitive match, but a bit less one-sided. Um, but yeah, I just want a proper match. I don't want German, German, German. Uh, I don't want Seth having to hit a low blow. I just want. 10 15 minutes of two guys beating the shit out of each other and Seth looking really strong. Um, you don't need to protect Brock so much. Um, just give us something a little bit different. It's all across. Yeah, something a little bit different. But we'll see. They, they might surprise us. They might not. <laughs> uh, right, let's move on then from, from that. Well, we kind of moved from Extreme Rules into Raw very smoothly. Um, big talking point from Raw. The return of Bray Wyatt. How are we feeling? Well, I was going to... I was thinking we should transition from Seth to maybe Becky and her new challenger. I don't really care. I mean, we didn't talk about it for no. two minutes. But... All right, Becky's being challenged by Natty. Yeah, Natty got a bit catty. Natty got catty, yeah. Called her a bitch, said she's bad in bed. That was a bit weird. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, did um oh yeah, you put you sent the thingy didn't you, the WhatsApp about Vince Russo's comments and then Becky's reply. That was funny. Yes, yeah. I'm what sure that made it? sense to everyone who hasn't heard it. Well, Vince Russo basically said if Becky had, had screwed Seth at Extreme Rules or, or he put it last night as in the night after Extreme Rules, then we would have been like off to the races or whatever. And then Becky just replied with I did. <laughs> like it. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Extreme Rules Day. Um, yeah, Natty challenges Becky for the women's title at, at SummerSlam. Coupled with the fact that Ember Moon's now challenging Bailey for the title at SummerSlam. Bit of a Hope Ember Moon kicks her ass. Combo, like, is that not two similar situations? Well, Babyface champion, babyface challenger. I think there'll be a lot more of a, 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 as we saw this week, a lot more tension between Natty and Becky. If anything, it seems like Becky may be taking on a bit more of a heel role. In this, especially they know it's in Canada. Yeah, can I do my that. prediction? Can I do my prediction now for it? Yeah, go on. Yeah, Becky's Becky, not losing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's in Canada, so 
Nah, he's going to get cheered. So you might maybe want to give, give, give Becky a bit of a heel edge. Of course she is. Do they really care that much now? They love, they love a Canadian, don't they? They love a Canuck. Are they going to give her the Bret Hart treatment? But having Becky beat Natty in Canada would probably be one of the worst decisions they could make. Now. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying they should beat her at all. I'm just saying that have Becky maybe take be a bit of a bitch. You're not going to have Natty beat Becky though. <laughs> I'm, this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that at all. I've literally been saying Becky's going to beat Natty. But that would be a horrible decision because the crowd would hate it if they're going to cheer Natty. You don't have to. Maybe they're turning her heel again. I mean, she her character is a heel. Basically. Debatable. <coughs> she just loves a bit of a foit. Foitish. Um, dopes. But, yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen. We'll have, I'm sure at some point throughout the next four weeks, they'll tag together. Um, no, and they'll, definitely. They'll be a bit, yeah. a bit, we're a bit of argy-bargy. We'll get tag team matches, with another tag team match with Bailey and Ember Moon as well, probably. Um, but, yeah. Um, that is a challenger. Just thought we might as well mention it. Well, we spent longer than the two minutes, didn't we? Yep. Yep. Back to Bray Wyatt. Brad to, Brad to Bay Wyatt. My bay. Um, or The Fiend, as we're maybe supposed to call him now. I don't know. Um, but he made a, a fairly spectacular return. A bit creepy. Um, to Monday Night Raw by attacking Finn Balor, who was celebrating after just being beaten by Samoa Joe. Let's point that out. Um... Celebrating after beating him up. Well, well, no need to celebrate, mate. You just lost. Yeah. Well. He got the Samoa Joe treatment. He got rolled up. <laughs> well, Samoa Joe's finally learned. Yeah. I'm considerably larger than these yeah. guys. Let me just sit on them. <laughs> yeah, that worked. Um, but Bray Re- Wyatt returned. He returned as the fiend. Um, how are we? How are we viewing this comeback at the moment? So, he's attacked a good guy. So we're assuming heel character. But we now know that there's two sides to Bray. Are we going to get the Firefly Funhouse side at any point on TV, do you think? Or is that now put to bed and this is permanent new character? I think... I would like to see him go back to the Funhouse next week and they'd be like, well, you attacked Finn Balor. And he's like, no, I didn't. Yeah. Who's he talking to? I didn't do that. The characters. As in the... Rabbit, the rabbit and all yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Well, that's basically what I want. I want him to have like no either, memory either no no memory of it, or he justifies it. And like uh, he's well, always the, tried the, to the, the, it, the fiend was defending us from this horrible demon, like like trying trying to persuade the uh, the puppets that the fiend was helping them, as if the fiend is an entirely separate being. Yeah, um, and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I'd like to see the Five Five Funhouse gimmick continue, um, and I mean, supposedly Finn Balor's requested a little bit of time off. You'd assume there's a match at SummerSlam. Well, we were supposed to get this two years ago. Two years ago. Have, have you um, seen the things that people have been pointing out about WWE in July 2019 being the same as WWE in October 2017? No. In that Brock Lesnar is the Universal Champion, right? AJ Styles is the US Champion, yeah. Uh, New Day are the Tag Team Champions. Kevin Owens is feuding with Shane McMahon. Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor are feuding, you'd assume. And I think I think there was something else. 
they've, they've gone two years backwards, but it doesn't necessarily feel the same. Yeah, I mean... Brett Bottle was champion last year as well, so it's not like it's a... Not this... T- uh, not... Well, it depends when. Well, it was for SummerSlam, right? For SummerSlam, yeah. But, I mean, in 2017 that they're comparing it to, this is October. Oh, oh, okay. Well, but it's just everything that happened in October that year is also happening in July this year. Oh, okay. I see. See what you mean. Yeah, it's a bit... Deja vu-ish, I guess. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with changing things up and then making them the same again. It's like... <laughs> Um, but right so in terms of in in terms of Bray Wyatt's actual return physical return in the ring did we like it? I thought it was 99% perfect I really liked it I thought it was exactly how it should have been do you want to know one thing that ruined it for me and you might not be surprised Um, Michael Cole Michael Cole (laughs) Michael fucking Cole lights go out you hear some things going on. Corey Graves is like, there's something happening in the ring. Like, we need to get the lights on. Lights semi come on, and you can see him there holding Finn Balor in the Sister Abigail position. And Michael Cole goes, is that, is that, that camp, is that who I think, is it? Who is that? <laughs> and Corey goes, literally goes, it's, it's Bray Wyatt. It's the fiend, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> to the point where he's like, fucking shut up, Michael Cole. Yeah. Um, it just pissed me off because he was so like over the top. It was like it can't. But who? Who is that? Is that who? It, the what? Oh, fuck off! <laughs> I really liked the uh, little added effect of the music, like it's like dying yeah, out. Yeah, the music and and the excuse they made of like, well, we're in the New York area. There's yeah. been some power cuts. That was cool. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> well, they said it the next night as well, so maybe. But um, yeah, I, I just like the way they did that. They, they had the. I like the fact that the lights were like torch lights yeah. almost that were shone on him and then the screams that whenever the lights came on the screams were there um, anybody notice the familiar sound of those screams I don't know what screams you're talking about to be honest I'd have to watch it back so what you have to go watch back is you mean what do you mean you don't know what screams you're talking about watch it right now so whenever they were like really really high pitched screams you mean before he appeared no whenever the lights shone this is Aiden watching the clip back, by the way. Listen for the screams, people. idea what you mean they are screams no i know them but yeah. i i don't recognize them at all okay well <laughs> you might not recognize them because they've been distorted and really high made really high pitch but they are exactly the same screams as what you can hear when triple h invaded randy orton's house <laughs> oh <laughs> i thought this was going to be some kind of cool bray wyatt related thing no it's not it's a shit kevin dunn thing <laughs> it's a shit kevin dunn thing where have you seen this uh, I saw it. I think it might have been. Um, who's, Ross who's figuring Twiddle, that out? Who obviously has a thing for Kevin Dunn. Um, let me find it for you, and I'll I'll show you because it, it's the same amount as well. 
I never watched the Triple H Randy Orton thing back and and noticed how they just do three of the, exactly the same scream, um, in the background, but they did. Uh, hmm. But they did. If I'm if I'm being honest, I thought they would hold off for next week to bring him back and have him attack a former superstar. My problem with that is that doesn't go anywhere, does it? That's WWE for you. Well, things are supposedly changing. Um, I think post post pay per view Raw shows are always good to to do things on. Um, especially lately, it seems to be more that the the post post pay per view shows do more good than the the go home shows. Um, so do you reckon we're definitely getting Demon versus Fiend? Well, we never got it in the first place, so yeah, I assume that's why Finn Balor's probably his first first target, to be honest with you. I'm not sure we're going to get the Demon, because if, if reports are to believe that um, Finn's asked for a bit of time off, and it's more than just a couple of weeks, I think we're talking months here, then it, might, a couple be, of months, isn't it? it might be that Bray beats Finn at SummerSlam as Finn and then he returns as the demon in order to defeat Bray. If you catch my drift. Yeah, but I just mean I think it'd have I think it'd have more power if he actually beat the demon. Yeah, but I'm not sure that'll ever happen. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, mean, I, I I would like to think that they would beat the demon and get rid of it. It's a good point. Because they Bray maybe Bray Wyatt harnesses like he vanquishes the demon but then takes part of the demon for himself. Maybe that's what he would do. Because, I don't know, um, he only got Sister Abigail, so in a storyline perspective, there's no reason why he wouldn't want to turn up next week and try and find Bray Wyatt. It's not like he got so badly injured that he's out for months, like from the storyline perspective. So, um. Maybe he would. Yeah, I don't know. Can't find one we can fall. Yeah, I can't find it either. I'm pretty sure you made it up. It's, it's literally just screams. Oh, here it is. Are you gonna play it? It's the same scream, just sped up. Who the hell? <laughs> It's Matthew Botchamania, guy. But even still, I didn't even notice that there were screams, let alone think back to something that happened ten years ago. <laughs> but it's, it's funny that they just did it the same three times in one, in the space of ten seconds with the Triple H Randy Orton thing, and no one ever picked up on it. That's that ridiculous. Mm, so clearly dubbed. But anyway, we've digressed. I liked this return. Um, I just feel like... Did it? Is it the right person? I don't see why not. We'll have to wait and see what happens. I was, if I'm going to be honest, I was a little underwhelmed that it was Finn Balor. Yeah. Because I just feel that, for me, if you're going to do something with Bray Wyatt and something big like they, they look like they're going to do, you don't bring him in that someone's just lost the Intercontinental title. Do you know what I mean? Then I guess. Finn is a credible 
opponent. Based off WWE's logic, though, he's just sort of seen in continental titles, and that means he's due for a world title shot, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know necessarily who else. Like, who else would you put in his place if it's not Finn? I mean, yeah, you could do it to like ricochet from like a babyface perspective. He's just lost the US title. Um, yeah, no, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah, I just you, you could have him maybe Roman. fuck with Seth Rollins, but we've already seen Brian Seth. For a run. Have you gone outside, Matt? <laughs> Matt's run away. Okay. Is that like you just gone outside? It sounds like you went for a run. Oh, I've got the fan on. Oh, I see. <laughs> it sounded windy. It's our one fan. We are our biggest fan. Would, would, <laughs> would you mind not having it blow directly into the mic? <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of annoying. Well, sorry, I can't actually it, help it. It is quite loud. Well, you could... Not sit in its path. Um, well, then what's the point of having a fucking fan on? <laughs> I don't know. Call down the room. Well, it's not calling me down, is it? It's just calling oh, the room down. He's fucking hell. Um, let's wrap this up anyway. We want to talk about Bray Wyatt, and then that's probably all I'm going to mention, unless you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about. Drake Maverick can't catch a break. Oh, I love this segment. It, very, it might oh, be very much so of an actually era segment. With the hardcore title, in hotel rooms and almost nudity, but not. Um, Mister and Mrs. Twenty Four Seven because we can't say Maverick because people know we're here. The uh, favorite. Do you know what my favorite thing about this whole segment was? The Corey bit. Corey Graves' line, <laughs> but not face. not Corey Graves' line. Renee's Renee's <laughs> reaction. Yeah. Even Michael Cole kind of cracked a little. Yeah, but he, he's a no, robot. He, he, he immediately switched back to professional. No, he did, because one of them had to. You know what my but... favourite bit about it was? What? That the referee couldn't get his fucking shirt off. <laughs> Not the fact that you could see from a mile away when he was still in the outfit. That, that's that black referee. Yeah. But Drake Maverick, who works there and sees him every day, didn't notice until he started to take his shirt off. <laughs> well, he was so... He was blinded by the amorousness of his, his, his potential... Yeah, amaretto. Maybe he was blinded by Amaretto by explaining where he got pinned. Why did he have to come in? Can she just be like, oh, yeah, okay, thanks, bye? That's what they do. They come in, they wheel the trolley in. But all it is is champagne. She'd be like, oh, no, you can see she's in, no, a, no, night- not she's in a nightgown, he's lying in bed with a belt around his dick. Like, <laughs> he probably would be like, you know what, I'll, uh, I'll let you do I'll leave you to do it. You've clearly never got room service before. They don't care. <laughs> Yeah, they literally don't know I've had it where you literally lying in bed and they just come in and put it on the side and they're like, tip please. While you're getting check. ready to, to consummate get, marriages. That's how they get their tip. Oi, oi. Naked. Just the tip. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, I've, I love this segment. I'm loving the 24-7, 7-11, I-65, 277 championship. Okay. Um, <laughs> another thing I Will it get old quickly, though? They have the kind of... These two are keeping it alive, but I can't imagine this, the division without these two. Yeah, like, what happens after this? It can't, can't... I mean... I feel like R-Truth, R-Truth will constantly be in this yeah, in the picture. R-Truth is, is never, never really going to go above this level. Um, what happens if one of them gets injured? Yeah. Well, the good thing is they're not having they're any not, matches. Yeah, he's being pinned on, like, a bed. Um, so nice. not in the way he wanted to really? um, so one of the other things I wanted to mention was why is Cedric Alexander and all the commentators acting like he got one over and beat Drew McIntyre in that last week when literally Drew McIntyre yeah. kicked his face off and beat him uh, I don't know but, but he beat him this week this week he got one over on him 
Um, Zack Ryder was involved in a squash match and actually squashed <laughs> someone. Yeah. Who did he beat again? Mike Kanellis. That's it, Mike In Kanellis. place of Maria. Yeah. <laughs> and now Mike Kanellis is going into a feud with Drake Maverick. Is he? I think I do a couple. So. Yeah, there was um, a thing on 205. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't see that. called out saying he was an, wasn't a man or anything and that his missus should leave him. Fair enough. Um, Seems a bit harsh, but you know. Well, Drake Maverick took it harshly and uh, beat the shit out of him. Hey. Ricochet and AJ's not over. Nice little... Not only did we see AJ and that beat him up after the match, but then you see a, uh, Ricochet come back and get him some. He got him some. With the clubs match versus the Lucha House Party, who were just so much fun to watch. <laughs> um, I thought it was good to see a bit of, bit of aggression out of Ricochet. Yeah. On his own. He's too goody-goody two-shoes, yeah. apparently. Um, it, and it gave WWE... He's just been screwed out of his title. He should be angry and aggressive. It gave WWE an excuse to restart the match going into an advert break. Yeah, at least it was original. Um, Although, technically, it should have been a disqualification. Yeah, that's exactly what I was <laughs> going to be. But then I thought, this is like 24 hours after everyone's watched it. What's the point? Yeah. But yeah, why did he not get disqualified for that? Yeah. Just because he's not legal, a legal man doesn't mean... He is a legal man. Mm. Just because he's not the legal man in the match doesn't mean he can't. Nicholas is legal. (laughs) Still creeps me out. Uh. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much everything that happened on Raw. Well, SmackDown, I mean, Kevin Owens was a big sort of focus of the show, um, culminating in the main event match against Dolph Ziggler, as we mentioned earlier. I think, oh, Matt, as a big KO fan, I'm not saying that the rest of us aren't, but. As perhaps the biggest KO fan out of us all. How are you feeling about this Kevin Owens situation? Is it a bit stone cold light? Is it original enough for you? Is it just good fun? I'm loving it. Loving it, loving it, loving it. And I'm hoping next week on Raw they get a stone cold and Kevin Owens little face off. As long as it both ends with a both stunning Shane McMahon, I think everyone would be happy. (laughs) Or even if it's just like a a kind of a backstage thing where they have a little bit of a stare off and then Stone Cold just kind of just gives him like a pat on the chest and says, yeah, you're all right. Maybe maybe the show ends with them stunning Shane and then sharing a beer. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be nice. That would be nice. Shane Shane got stunned last time Stone Cold was around. And then they both just head by Vince. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fucking love that. Apparently, so this Royal Reunion there, so we haven't talked about this yet. The Royal Reunion, um, that seems to have just crept up from nowhere without any sort of warning. Um, so there's a list of confirmed legends returning. Have you seen it? I haven't seen all of them. Hit me. So, I'm not going to lie. I'm slightly underwhelmed, if I'm honest. Um, oh, have you noticed the promo packages, how they say um, biggest... Reunion ever four times. No. They do. They say the exact same thing a lot. <laughs> Let's have a look. Where's the list? Um... Got it. Well, no, I haven't. Where's it gone? <laughs> I mean, as long as the rock ain't there, I'm happy. There's no way the rock's going to be there. I mean, if you're taking this long to look, can I just briefly mention the. Uh, can I, can I tease this all I a little it, bit? I got it, I got it. Fuck's sake. <laughs> no, go for it. No, it was just um, someone put something out on Twitter um, about uh, uh, the club said they're like the best team or whatever. Um, uh, ah, I did see this. No one can beat them. 
Someone responded with a gif of the Undisputed Era to which AJ Styles just put the laughing emoji. Mm. Adam Cole went, careful what you wish for, AJ, and then uh, then tagged Kyler Riley, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong. Um, It means nothing. Oh, Adam, they don't want none. And and at the end of this article, it says, boom intensifies with a gif of Adam Cole doing the boom. boom. Brilliant. So here's a list of the people on the Royal Reunion, apparently updated as well. Prepared to be slightly underwhelmed, but also excited for some of them. Also, Ric Flair appears on this list twice, so that's a bit strange. Um, so, Ric Flair, Booker T, Diesel, Devon Dudley, not Bubba Ray Dudley, Mark Henry, X Puck, Kelly Kelly, Road Dog, Sid Vicious, uh, Rikishi, Boogeyman, Ron Simmons, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, Sting, and The Click as a whole. I was going to say, I would assume Triple H would be there. Yeah. Um, probably not Billy Gunn. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, oh, he's not part of The Click. Yeah, he's not. He's not part of a click. Um, but Bully Ray did say on Twitter, um, someone said, are you going to the thing? And he was like, I was invited. If I did go, who would you want me and Devon to 3D? Um, but he didn't confirm whether he will or will not be there. Um, also, they put Sid Vicious down, but I would prefer if he was there as Psycho Sid. That was a much better character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but to be fair, he, he only has half the brain. <laughs> He's half the man that Kevin Nash is. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's all right. Christian was on that list, wasn't he? There's a, no, he wasn't. There's a clip of Christian in the advert, but there's no Edge. Yeah, no Edge. Maybe Edge is busy filming something. It is. I'm assuming this is fairly short notice. A lot of the speculations come come about saying that this is a desperation like, move. Like Beth Phoenix would be around, so Edge yeah. just tag along. <laughs> Unless he's looking after the kids, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there any women in that list? Kelly Kelly. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, a lot of people were speculating that this is to do with declining ratings and they just want to, you know, heart back. Bit of nostalgia. Yeah, a bit of nostalgia. But then we saw Raw 25 and it was it was just a bit shit. Yeah, but the ratings were good. The ratings, well, I'm sure the ratings were good, but the content was bad. There was like five minutes in the first hour, and then it went down to like three. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but you say the ratings are down, but as we were talking before we went on air, this week's Raw was up from last week. Um, but there's been a steady decline throughout 2019, but um, who knows? Things will, could be on the up. I have to wait and see what happens tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Next week, hopefully it's a bit better than Raw 25 was, because that was a massive damp squib. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, the start was great. The rest of it was pretty bad. Apart from like the Miz Roman match, that was good. Um, but that was nothing to do with the nostalgia bit. But um, apparently, this this hasn't wasn't a decision made by WWE. This was a decision imposed on them by the USA Network. Might explain why the list is slightly underwhelming of people that they've managed to get actually get. I mean, Stone Cold's a big name. Ric Flair, obviously. Hulk Hogan, obviously. But then they seem to be always be around when they need them. Um, it's not like, as you say, there's no Edge, which is a bit strange, but there there was a Christian in a list I saw yesterday, but not in this one. He's um, in the clip for the advert. Yeah. Did you say the million dollar man? He's always around. No, he wasn't on that list, either. Um, oh, I no. thought they He's could always right at the reunion. Seeing as, you know, everybody got a prize. Hey. But also, uh, this article I'm reading on What Culture Here also goes on to say that the USA Network are the, were the the thought process behind the uh, 24-7 championship as well. I don't know if I believe that. That's what they're saying. 
because all that's doing is putting more content, content not on their network. But there's been less and less of it online now, in terms of like title changes and stuff, and more on TV. Mm. Maybe. Um, should we talk about SmackDown a bit more? Yeah, for a little bit. Conscious of Matt needs to uh, get to bed. I liked the idea of the. Um... Oh, get to bed. I have to let the dog out. Oh, okay. I like the idea of this whole town hall summit thing. It was a bit shit, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, then it was just. But you will only say good things about me, and I thought I really thought they were just gonna, literally just going to let people go out and say stuff. It's a great way to start feuds. This. Yeah, I mean, it worked for the night. But I mean, I mean, if they had, I think if they had just let people let rip, then that would have been a better way to start feuds because everyone would have been in Shane's bad books, and then he can pick and choose who he wants to punish them. Which is kind of what they've got to a little bit. I know with like Apollo, he got. Well, yeah, I'm not anticipating everybody to slag Shane off. No, I mean you would expect the good guys would slag him off, and the bad guys wouldn't. Yeah. Or those who get opportunities wouldn't, and those who don't would. But I kind of felt it ended up a bit too much about like a, there was just too much of Shane talking. A little bit, but that's 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 what people are moaning about now, isn't it? I think that's probably an intentional thing. You know what I was disappointed in mostly about this segment? Well, two things. Firstly, that Roman was the first one to speak up, not Kofi. Kofi's the WWE champion. He should have been the first to speak up. Mm. Um, I kind of understood it. Secondly, Buddy Murphy. This was like yeah, his Buddy first appearance on SmackDown. And this is what we got. Yeah, it, this could have been him being like, well, you know what, you brought me here and then you're not fucking using me. Yeah. What are you on about? But like, when Kevin Owens mentioned him, he tweeted him and said, thanks, Kevin Owens. And now this week, he's like, keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> Maybe it was a sarcastic thanks, but you just couldn't get that over um, over Twitter, over yeah, yeah. text. I yeah. Um, and I also, mean, every time I hear him speak, he just doesn't sound how I imagine he would. I mean, it was good for Liv Morgan to finally appear from the dead. She on our missing it looks list. Like we're going to get a character change on our list for ages. Yeah, it does seem as though we're going to get sort of character change. I was very interested in her final moments after losing the match. So I thought. I didn't anticipate her to come back as a babyface, and then when she was doing, when she was cutting her uh, kind of promo on Charlotte, I thought, yeah, Liv Morgan's a babyface could work. Um, I think it could. And and then she came out to the Riot Squad music, and I was like, mm, they should probably change that. No, uh, they're not using it. <laughs> um, well, Sarah Logan does. Does she? Yeah. I would have thought she'd have her own by now. No, she uses it. Um, so I yeah, I'm assuming maybe next time we might go back to the blonde. You know, they love a blonde. A um, bit of a music change, maybe a bit of a gear change. Not everything's wrong with her gear. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to maybe change. see her getting used. And also, it's kind of weird seeing Charlotte. It was a bit. <laughs> she, hasn't, she hasn't wrestled for a long time, has she? Um, not, not on TV. Not and was it me? Or did her boobs look massive? I mean, they always do. <laughs> but maybe that's why she's not wrestled for a while. No, there's no difference there. <laughs> You've studied them. Yeah. Um, and it looked like on stage there was loads and loads of people, but from this picture I've got here, there's not actually that many. Oh uh, yeah, it's probably about fifteen. Yeah, Ali's kind of standing with the heels. Ali, 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 Ali standing with the heels. Nakamura standing with the faces. Matt Hardy's in the middle. Matt Hardy. Yeah, he didn't say. You would assume that like Matt Hardy, Randy Orton, they would say something like. Kofi oh, we didn't mention did. that Jeff got arrested, arrested again. Oh yeah, he did. Yes. Although, from all the times he has been arrested, this is probably the least like 
serious. <laughs> yeah, was it just being he drunk? He was just like passed out in a stairwell, weren't he? Yeah, it's not like he was behind the wheel of a car, which she's been known to do. <laughs> a bit of a shame, though. I, I mean, mean, get your life sorted, Jeff. Anyone can get drunk, so just because he's famous, that's how it gets leaked. Um, yeah, uh, Alistair Black and Cesaro again was good. It was alright. Got a bit short lived. Gum. Yeah, that was, that was probably the Black Mast out. Um, Liv Morgan had a match. She lost. Uh, Ember Moon's the new challenger. That's all tickety boo. Randy Orton pinned Kofi Kingston. And one of his only, I think, two defeats since WrestleMania. Well, I mean, it was a six man tag. Yeah, I know. But he still was the one who took the bin. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And, I, you know, it sounds strange because I'm not the biggest Randy Orton fan and never have been. But out of the challenges that brought themselves forward, the Randy's, intriguing. Randy's seemed like the most intriguing one for me. And I don't know why. Like, I would like to have seen... I guess it's because Samoa Joe's just had that he one. He's such a dick. And I don't see Elias, like, as that level yet. No. But Randy is and always has Elias going into the match, you would be like, like, there's no way Elias is winning this. But with Randy Orton, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's a bit of peril with Randy Orton, which is how it should have been with Samoa Joe. <laughs> um, what I was going to talk about... Oh, there it is. Um... What do we all think Daniel Bryan's career-defining and, and SmackDown-changing announcement was going to be? No idea. I'm not even sure they had an idea of what this was going to be. They just teased us for some reason. and It was interesting, his post-Extreme Rules promo that he did. Yeah, I didn't see that until they put that on No, not did I. But, um, yeah, I think they just... I don't know. Did they have he's a direction? He's going for the 24-7 title. <laughs> Maybe. Um... He's going to drop some pounds and go cruise. He doesn't even need to drop any pounds to no, go cruise away. I don't know. I don't know what, it, what they're thinking with Daniel Bryan, if I'm honest. I'm assuming it involves dropping Rowan. Yeah, I thought that. And then Rowan came out with him. Yeah. I thought it was like, well, I failed with the tag team shit. Fuck that. I'm on my own. I'm a lone wolf. I'm divorcing Bree. I'm, I'm booting... <laughs> Disowning Birdie. Booting Birdie and Ed. <laughs> uh, even though he's like, you know what? I'm going to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to cut his hair and shave his beard and he's uh, going to become a big Hollywood star maybe couldn't see it happening I saw an article by the way I didn't read it but I saw the headline which said that John Cena is now in the tooth fairy phase yeah, of his, his that, Hollywood yeah. career <laughs> um, maybe Daniel Bryan's just going to start eating meat maybe that's what he's missing <laughs> maybe maybe that's why he couldn't elevate a tag team division just didn't have the energy didn't have the protein yeah any, any actual ideas Matt? not the scuba yeah, I literally can't, I genuinely can't think of a real, because I think, like, yeah, he could have been like, oh, you know, I'm going to go for the championship, but he literally just lost that championship to Kofi. Yeah, and also, and then we when, got there the people, when there were people coming out to make a challenge for the title. He walked away. He, yeah, he left, so. <laughs> Interesting. We'll see. Maybe, maybe it'll play out well. Um, still hearing that Eric Bischoff is not involved in these shows. So it's interesting. Looks like it does not show up to work. I know, man. Well, you've got a new job and you haven't gone there yet, so... Well, I don't know I've started there yet. I'm not, I'm not getting paid by, by them. Maybe he's not getting paid. Of course he is. They've yeah. just paid for his house in Connecticut. You, you know that. Yeah, of course they have. Relocation fee, etc., etc. Um, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Paul Heyman's obviously... Stro- a bit of stroke on Raw. 
Bischoff will start to have a bit more of a stroke on SmackDown. Um, this week kind of did feel like a reset. It did a little bit. We got new challengers for the women. We got new people t- like Liv Morgan WWE challenger. Apollo Crews had a match. Um, he won a match. <laughs> Zack Ryder won a match. Nobody we had that. a good good battle Believe royal. I say, no one watching ever wanted that. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we... Yeah. That's all right. But yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ah, well, on that note then, I think we'll just do a quick rating of Extreme Rules. We didn't do that when we did our rundown of it. Um, I thought this was a really good show. Solid. Probably slightly better than Stomping Grounds, even though Stomping Grounds was pleasantly surprising. I think pleasantly surprising is how I would use... um, what I would use to sum up this show for me um, so I am going to go at a, a 7.5 out of 10 maybe an 8 I'll go an 8 fuck it 8 out of 10 I thought 7 out of 10 for me 7 out of 10 7.5 and you said 8 um, maybe a 6.5 actually oh ok a little bit less interesting any reason why? What did, you, what did you give Stomping Grounds? Can we remember? I gave it a 7.5, I think. Not you. Uh-huh. 7.5. Just giving it a whole one rating lower. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. I had greater expectations than I did for Stomping Grounds. Um, and I think it met those expectations. I don't necessarily think it exceeded them. Um... But it was still a decent show, so I think I'd give it seven point five. I didn't really get mass. I didn't get particularly bored throughout it, so yeah, I think I'll go around seven point five. Okay, I think I yeah, similar, similar to me. So okay, well thanks for listening, folks. Howdy, folks. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can follow us on the Twitter at the underscore pwp and on Instagram and stuff. But yeah, don't bother. Um. Yeah, we will um, hopefully. Actually, will we see you next week? That's what my that's my question. We might need some time to get prepped for our little festival trip. On a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. I've got a whole Thursday off. Oh, good for you. Fine. We'll, we'll see you next week then. <laughs>